I'm Jan Sukfongli. And I'm Dina Del Vucchia. And this is Can't Lit. Can't Lit. Talk about books and stuff. Hello, and welcome to Can't Lit. Guess what? Jen and I are recording this together in the same room. This hasn't happened in what, three years? Oh, it's been a while. It's been a while. I made a snack plate. It's a great <laughs> snack plate. I'm gonna I'm gonna eat some of it right now. We have cheese, olives, almonds, crackers, and strawberries. There's cheese in that olive. Did you I'm eat not olive? gonna chew on Mike. <laughs> or am I? <laughs> this is what you guys have all been missing. Mm-hmm. When the when we're chewing on the mm-hmm. <laughs> And Rosie's very happy. Very happy. Very happy to see Dina. She's now just lying there like a lump. A furry speed bump. Yeah, she came <laughs> when I came in, she was really excited. Beside herself. And I scratched her for like twenty five minutes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She's feeling good. She's feeling good. She did get stung by a wasp the other day, so she's feeling better now though. Yeah, I'm really glad she has recovered from her <laughs> wasp sting. <laughs> she's already paranoid about buzzy insects. Did I ever tell this story? No. When I first got her, she got stung by a bee in her armpit. And uh and then, like, the stinger was left in there, and then my friend's daughter, who was 12, uh, 12 years old at the time, took it out for me because I didn't trust my wingnut eight-year-old child to do it. So anyway, since then... Wingnut eight-year-old! Yeah. And so, like, the 12-year-old, who is now, I think, 16, Rosie still loves her. Every time she sees her, she's, like, beside herself, like, you saved my life. But Rosie is already, like, hypervigilant about, like, flying buzzy insects. So every time she even sees a fly, she checks where she was stung by the bee. So now it's going to get even worse because she had a wasp sting. Like, she... The other day, stepped on a fly. Like, it wasn't even anything. She stepped on a fly, and she had a ghost limp for two blocks. <laughs> I checked her paw so many times, and she had a ghost limp. There was That's nothing so there. Funny. Anyway. That's so funny. Yeah, she's she's real. She has she she has a lot of feelings. She's, she's dramatic. It's Leo season. What are you going to do? It's Leo season. <laughs> Venus is in retrograde. Is Venus in retrograde? Yeah. Is this why I feel this way? I think also it's why all these celebrities are getting divorced. Um, is some of the best celebrity gossip. Like, this Ariana Grande situation is, like... You've got every flavor of celebrity breakup you want. You've got your bitchy Kevin Costner fighting over, like, you know, mm-hmm. yep. millions of dollars and, like, a, I don't know, I guess a fucking ranch or something. And then you've got, yeah. like... And then you've got like Ariana Grande and, like, and like you know, possibly uh, doctor timelines of when they broke up and when someone got together with somebody else on set. And in addition, the guy allegedly that she's dating now played Spongebob Squarepants on Broadway. I That's one of the only things I know about that guy. <laughs> that's the only thing I know about that guy. <laughs> yeah. And you can't make that shit up is what no, I'm saying. No, it's really, really good. Yeah. I mean, Joe Manganiello and <gasps> Sofia Vergara. What's going to happen to Bubbles? I don't know. That little chihuahua that Joe Manganiello is always carrying around wrapped in a blanket. I know. Uh, he, uh, You know what? Joe Manganiello's going to take the dog. I think it'll be it'll be fine. Because Bubbles, I think, used to bite Sofia Vergara. <laughs> Every what? time she tried to touch Joe Manganiello, the dog would bite her. Listen, we know about tiny dogs <laughs> around here, okay? And what, what their attitudes are like. I love this dog. Yeah, it's a great dog. Yeah. Um, I also just want to apologize to everyone because we did not um, have a podcast last month. And I got to be honest, that was on me. Um, that was both I was, of us. But I, was, I had a really bad migraine. Yeah. And during the time I had a migraine, um, I also <laughs> was bank frauded same week had to get a whole new bank account oh my god while i had a migraine i was talking to a nice finance man um with sunglasses on (laughs) 
in his little office. <laughs> was he nice, though? He was very nice. Okay. No, he was super nice. He also was like, come back. We'll sort out your money because I have some other financial stuff that I need to do. This Don't get excited about this. It's not. I, I don't, like, have a bunch of money or I'm not doing anything exciting. I just want to, like, try and make money. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the same week, my computer died. So I could not use it to do anything, including uh, record a podcast. So now I have a new computer. And then after that, I got sinusitis. Which is very which bad. Which is really bad. And I still, to this day, am not doing great sinus-wise, but I'm doing much better. But I am on the train, thanks to my dad, because I was visiting my parents last week. And uh, I got really into Neomedorants. Oh, yeah. Neomed fucking rule <laughs> i i feel like the people that are obsessed with costco and they wear a kirkland shirt i want a neil med like crop top <laughs> it's got to be a crop top it's got to be a crop top um yeah obsessed with neil med um but i also as i was saying to jen could not wear that to work because we have a new dress code at my workplace that is i mean i don't know what decade it's from but I will tell you, it did include the words revealing and distracting. And no one is allowed to wear a sleeveless item. But, like, what kind of nonsense? Like, when you're hot? Like, I'm sorry. I can't. I can't with sleeves. I get hot flashes. This is bullshit. going to purchase me, like, a large linen caftan? I guess then fine. But, like, <laughs> otherwise? Come on. Like, what else are you supposed to wear in the summertime? I'm really not sure. Also... Like yesterday, I was wearing a dress. It had it buttoned up the front. It had a cute little, like tie belt with a bow. It had a collar, but you know what? It didn't have sleeves. Sleeves. What happened? Anything happened? I just wore a fucking cardigan. In the summer, inside a workplace that has no air circulation. <sighs> Can you believe this? No, I what, don't like this. What? Where are we? What are we? Why are we? So, who is heading up your workplace now? Is it, like, Ron DeSantis? Like, what the hell's happening? Actually, it's pretty close. Oh, no. No, it's not, but it feels that way. We got we got Ron DeSantis. We got Ted Cruz. We got, <laughs> <laughs> we got Marjorie Taylor Greene. We got... Oh, she's... she. You know she goes sleepless. Oh, my God. What's her name? What's the, what's the name of that woman? She's Canadian, but's always in the U.S., and she never ends up voting on anything because she's always, like... Oh, I can't remember her name. Ooh. I'm pretty sure she's from Calgary. I don't know. There's like there's also that weirdo Lauren Bobart Bebert. Oh yeah, Bobart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hot girl with the gun. <laughs> I love guns. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. You That's know what I love? Bubble guns. You know what else I love? Like tattoo guns. I love a tattoo gun. Sure, piercing gun. I love a piercing gun. You know what I would love if someone filled a water gun. With rosé and squirted it into my mouth. Sure. A t-shirt gun? T-shirt. Oh. Wielded by Gritty? Here's what I want. <laughs> I want to be, like, dressed sexy in my Neil Med crop top, shooting Neil Med shirts out to people <laughs> that are at a s- some event. And then I'll catch one, and I'll use my hot glue glitter gun to make it even fancier. Yeah. I'm going to go on, like, eBay or Etsy, and I'm going to get you a bedazzler. Yeah. And then you can bedazzle. And then I can also, bedazzle. Also, does bedazzling not come with a gun? Yeah. Also a gun. Bedazzle gun. Glue gun. <laughs> glue guns are great. Oh, you know I what? Love a glue a gun. tiny little tattoo gun. If you want your eyebrows microbladed, let's Absolutely. do this shit. 
Absolutely. But not actual guns. Mm-mm. No, I don't like that. Even a Nerf gun is fun. I don't really want to, like, fight for people's gun rights. Like, no. No. Listen, I know there are people who are hunting for food, and that is their sure. sustenance. And I support you. Of course. But, I don't know. If you just want to shoot something like a person, I don't <laughs> care for that. No, we don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't want people like just randomly shooting at squirrels for no reason either. Yeah, leave them alone. Yeah. If like you're going to make taxidermy, there's plenty of roadkill. <laughs> I see it all the time. I see it all the time. Again, as I just mentioned, I was in a rural area for quite a while, and I definitely did see roadkill. Uh, there's a family of crows who lives in a tree outside my house, and they have been murdering all sorts of things. Oh, wow. Yeah, and they're just all, it's just all over the place. You see it all the time. Oh, wow i mean yes and then they like they like sit on my like gutter right outside my bedroom window and drive rosine quite insane (laughs) oh yeah she loves it she's like this is my favorite thing i mean you know it is what it is she's in the sunshine she's lying in a sunbeam as she should as As she as the as the queen intends that's correct so yeah we're back here we are chatting with each other we have no guests we have no guests we just have each other yeah and that's usually all we need uh yes <laughs> yes that's all rosie wants she doesn't yeah. want anyone else around here it's true <laughs> when i came in jen's like no all rosie wants is just a house full of women doting on her <laughs> that's all like, she wants <laughs> and i was like same i approve yeah a house full of women who have pockets full of cheese that is what she wants yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a dream that's my dream. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the cheese. I want a special like pocket that I can put these cheese filled olives in. Oh. That's like like a like a plastic lined pocket. But like also possibly refrigerated. Sure. Yes. Yes. <laughs> a tiny refrigerated pocket. Honestly, this is a good idea. Why has no one sewn that into a dress yet? Listen. We're trying really hard to move forward as a society and <laughs> until we have that we, we will be trapped in the past patriarchy <laughs> the patriarchy works in mysterious ways it really does all we want that's what i learned from the barbie movie just kidding <laughs> <laughs> but i did kind of learn some stuff from the barbie movie did like th- ryan gosling is a comedic genius um i haven't seen it but i i feel like i would thoroughly enjoy his version of ken Oh my god, he he's honestly a lot of the Kens are really great. Are they? A lot of the Barbies are really great. There's a here's what I will say, and this is what I said to the people that I saw the movie with. I was like, I am just so happy that I saw like a big budget studio comedy that was so funny. Like there were actual jokes in this movie, mm-hmm. and that's all I wanted. That's all <laughs> I wanted. Like I just wanted to have a good time, and I wanted to laugh, and I cackled through i would say 80 percent of the movie and to me the thing that was great about the movie like tonally the movie understood itself best when it was being funny <laughs> when the movie tried to be a little serious did it get earnest at some point there were some earnest points and i gotta be honest i think 80 percent of those times failed but the humor the camp aspects like all of that stuff was really working for did Ryan Gosling look like he was having the time of his life? Oh, my God. Honestly, I feel like everybody looked like they were having the time <laughs> of their life. Like, there were some really great reaction moments from a lot of different characters. And people genuinely look like they're having fun. Oh, my God. Michael Sarah. Oh, as Alan. 
delightful. Of course. And like Hari Nath, like all these other kind of Barbies and Kens and like it was people were having fun. So and it looked incredibly, of course, incredibly beautiful. There's one Ken. I think his name is Kingsley. Yes. Yes. Ben Adir, I think ben is his yeah, name. Yeah. So he was in season one of Love Life starring Anna Kendrick, which is one of my favorite uh, things that I watched during oh, right, the pandemic. I, know you like that a lot. I love that yeah. show. And he's her final um, partner yeah. in the in the show. Yeah. And uh, he's a lot. Is he good? He's great. Does he like dance, too? Honestly, I think all the Ken's dance. OK. okay. <laughs> like when I when I think back on it, all the Ken's are dancing. <laughs> Thank God. Listen, you get some Kens on there, they're going to dance. Okay? <laughs> Do they battle dance? There's a bit of battling. Yeah! <laughs> That's all I want. Honestly, it it really fulfilled my expectations in terms of, like, the level of delight I wanted to experience. Mm. I did yeah. see Joyride. Oh, I really want to see that. It was really good. The little girls are really funny. So the one little girl who plays a young Ashley Park yeah. is one of my best friends. That's her niece. Uh, she I has bangs. That. That's yeah, cool. she's real cute. Um, and she's in it. And also, there's a couple of scenes in there. I mean, there's a lot of butt jokes, and we love a butthole joke. Oh, that sounds on, really good on the pod. Yeah. And uh, we love um, just any and Sabrina Wu who plays Deadeye. So funny, man. Yeah, so I really want to see it. I, I mean, I hope it's still in theaters. I would go absolutely. Yeah, it's pretty good. I was actually thoroughly shit-faced when I watched it, <laughs> so the some of it is a bit lost to the it's fuzzy. A bit blurry. Yeah. <laughs> but did you go to like VIP theater? Yeah, I was in a VIP theater. I had like I a have never been to a VIP theater. Uh, I had a bottle of rosé. Man, okay. <laughs> let's find another movie that we want to go to Yeah. I really want to go with you to a VIP. Uh, there's one here close to my house. Great. I'll come sleep on your couch. Yeah, you can even, we can even walk to it. It's really not that far. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, next time we have a podcast, Jen and I will be here and I will be waking up on this couch, yep. possibly with Rosie's butt right in my face. Uh, she she doesn't do that often, but I'm not going to say she never does I that. just know <laughs> that it d- has been known to happen on occasion. Oh, yeah. I love taking pictures of her on my pillow. Yeah. Just. So she heard she heard us talking about her butt and she came right over. She's like, I do have a great Tail butt. Tail a wagon. Yeah. I do have a Listen, great butt. She's got a great butt. You've got a great butt. We all great butts. I have an average butt. I, we all have great butts. Does anyone want to hear about my butt story? From yeah, Jen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jen kept not quite telling me the story. Like, I'm saving it for the podcast. So the podcast is happening. So here we go. Okay. Okay. So last week I had to go to Kingston to do, they did an announcement of their fall lineup and they had a special event for it. And I, it, and it was a Jen Sook Fong Lee special event, which is very nice. So wait, describe more the Kingston. It's the Kingston Writers Festival. Hello, everybody. Yes. At, uh, this Kingston. is the books and stuff portion. Yeah. But it's and, also about uh, and, a, and a big shout out to everybody who, who works in at the Kingston Writers Festival, including Ara, the um, artistic director, who's lovely. Um, and they did a special event for their donors and other people to announce their fall lineup. It's a great fall lineup. There's actually, um, I'm really excited in Kingston in the fall. They will be featuring Dennis and Avenue, Barker Sina Wong, and Daniel Innes, which amazing, I edited. Amazing. So I'm very happy with that. Um, and so, um, they had a special event to announce it and the special event was me in conversation with Ara and it was really lovely. But what I didn't know when I said yes to it was that the Kingston airport closed during COVID and has never reopened. Um, so I had to fly into Toronto. Um, I spent 12 hours, uh, overnight in a hotel right by Union Station. And I, I remember I checked into the airport at like 940 
and I said, can I still get room service? And she said, you've got 20 minutes. I'll check you in so fast. <laughs> this is your dream because I know you always want to get room service. I love room service. And I had Prosecco and French fries. And then um, I had to get up the next morning and take a train for two hours to Kingston, which was fine. Like, uh, the train is nice. Like, I don't dislike the train. Um, and then I arrived in Kingston, a very lovely volunteer named Valerie. Hi, Valerie. Uh, came and picked me up and she took me for lunch. And we're in a patio in Kingston. I was having a very nice gnocchi. And I noticed, I thought I saw bugs on the side of my vision. And I'm like, is there a spider, like, right by my head? And then I realized, no, not a spider. I had a black floater in the corner of my eye that looked like, I kid you not, a fucking tarantula. Uh, she's still there, by the way. I've named her Susie. Susie the eye spider. She's still in there? Oh, she's still there. And I was like, that's weird. And then my eye doctor had always said to me, if you ever have a floater that's, like, persistent and weird, you have to come in right away because it could be a retinal tear or a retinal detachment and you can go blind within hours like completely blind and there wouldn't be really much they could do about Jen, it that's terrifying so i'm like holy shit i don't know what to do and i'm in kingston and i don't know what to do so i called my eye doctor when i got back to the hotel which was a holiday inn on the lake very nice and which also was by the way hosting the annual conference of jehovah's witnesses of canada so um, there were a lot of Jehovah's Witnesses. Wow, there's a lot going on. There was a lot going on. So I go to the hotel. I call my eye doctor. They're like, great, come in in 20 minutes. I'm like, I'm in Kingston. I start to cry. So they're asking me all these questions. Um, do you feel like the black curtains of blindness are descending upon your eyeball? <laughs> I'm like, no. And they're like, okay, flashes of light. And I'm like, no. They're like, should be fine. Come in first thing Friday, like as soon as I get home. So I did the whole event and everything. And then on the way back, I had to take a train at 730 in the morning to Union Station, from Union Station, take another train to Pearson to fly home. And I was really worried about the travel. I was worried about air pressure on the eye and all that other stuff. Halfway on the train to Union Station from Kingston, I realized I have to take in the most horrible dump. <laughs> and I'm like, where am I going to take a shit? I either do it on the train, which is very hard to take a dump on a train, or I wait till Union Station. So I did wait. Till you I got waited. I waited. Got to Union Station. I went into the bathroom. I closed the stall. The great thing about that place is so busy and so noisy. You could be like birthing an elephant in there and no one would ever know. <laughs> but I was like <laughs> sitting there and there's like graffiti on the stall wall. And the thing is right in front of my face. And it says, take your time, be intentional. And I'm like, with this poop? I was like, I would rather not be present in this moment. Would much rather be somewhere else than this moment taking a poop. Yeah, like why am I not dissociating <laughs> yeah, while I'm yeah. in the Union Station toilet? I would much rather be disassociating and everything. My butt's on fire, but it's fine. It's fine. I got it out, got to Pearson. And I and oddly in my head I was like, if I just sleep on the plane home, then maybe my eyeball won't explode. So I did do that. Everything was fine. The floater stayed the same. Nothing changed, which is probably a good sign. Get home. All that happens next morning. I run to the eye doctor, and then they dilate your pupils. They look, do all these tests, and then, then she's shining a bright light in my eye, and she starts laughing. She's like, "Oh, I can see it. I can see your floater." And I said, "Does it actually look like a spider?" She's like, "Yeah, it really does. You're very accurate with your descriptions." I'm like, "Thank you, <laughs> thank you. You're very helpful." I yeah. So okay, what I have is a posterior vitreous detachment, which is when so everybody's eyeballs are filled with jelly. Yeah, vitreous humor. Yeah, vitreous, yes, humor. Exactly. Oh, I know. Yes. So Why? No good reason. If you have severe nearsightedness, if you've ever had laser eye surgery, if you have a genetic predisposition, and I have all three of those things, the vitreous can start to disintegrate. And what happens is your eye sac, which is filled with the jelly-like fluid, starts to collapse and then pull away 
from your eye, like pull away from your retina. So, um, and then as the sack is being pulled away, the rest of that empty space is just filled with just fucking water. <laughs> so, <laughs> what I've seen, my floater, it's actually, so there, your, your sack is only now attached to your eye at its root, which is at the optic nerve. So what I'm actually seeing is my optic nerve. I can see it looks like a spider because it's got little nerves. I know what the optic nerve looks yeah, like. I can yeah. picture it. I can see my optic And that's nerve. why it looks like a spider. That's why it looks like a spider. That's so why it's your tarantula. I don't need surgery. I'm not going to go blind, but I have to get regular checkups because when this thing pulls away from your retina, your retina could detach or tear because, because. So because you just got to be careful. I just got to be careful. And monitor. Yeah, and monitor. So I have to go back and I was like, I'm just real, when she told me that I was really relieved and I'm like, I'm just so glad you're not going to stick needles in my eyes. She's like, well, not yet. <laughs> Bless her. I Dr. Know. Natalie Wu. She's lovely. Great job, Dr. Yeah. Natalie Wu. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's what happened. Wow. It was horrible. When was that? Like two weeks ago? No, last week. Was that last week? It was last week. Oh, no, Time wait. Time going by so fast. week and a half ago. Okay, yeah. week and a half ago. Well, what's up with you, Dina? I mean, I already talked about, yeah, this migraine was very, very bad. I had to go to urgent care. I had to get intravenous medications. Oh. The hardest part was um, just I couldn't really do anything, like no screens, no stuff. And I was like, oh, this is how I occupy my whole life. Like, what am I going to do? Okay, no screens is like the, what is this, jail? It <laughs> <laughs> I was in health jail. Um, and then the worst part was, then, just before my vacation, I got another one, but luckily then I had the medications that I needed. I took them. It helped. Thank God. Um, but yeah, it's been a rough month. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, so now I'm still, you know, I'm here. I'm uh, rinsing, rinsing my nasal passages. I really... If any of you have gotten that, uh, I don't know if it's a surgery procedure where they like scrape your inside of your nose. I want to know more about that. I really want to get that scraping done. I think I might know someone who's had that done. Yeah, I really need information. <laughs> uh, the the people I have talked to really said it's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have a very deviated septum and uh, it makes things uh, difficult. Yeah. In the old noggin. Yeah, that's why people have surgeries. And then everyone thinks you have a nose job. But it's just because of your deviated septum. It was just born like that. Yeah. When I was born, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but when I was born, I had, like, baby juice on me. And my nose has not very much cartilage in it. And so it was just pushed over to the side. <laughs> so it looks Do you like have a squishy nose like I do? Yeah. I have a very squishy nose. Same. Look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jen and I are, are pushing our noses around <laughs> and staring at each other like we're like it's a, playing some improv game. <laughs> Who has a squishier nose? Yeah. yeah. We're we're mirroring. Um. But yes. Yeah. So I have a weird squishy nose. Um, but yeah, when I was born, my my nose was pushed over to the side, and my dad showed my Nona because they told they told my parents like it's gonna come back. It's just like you know goo. Yeah. Um. But then he's like. And my Nona was like freaking out, <laughs> but it was fine. <laughs> Your nose looks like an umbrella handle. Oh I don't God. know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like smushed. Is this a baby or is it Gonzo? <laughs> <laughs> I, I did have a bit of a Gonzo vibe, <laughs> and I still do in a certain sense. Do you think your nose is a crooked? It looks really straight to me. No. I just mean like I think okay. I have a gonzo vibe as a person. Oh, just in general. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah of yeah, course, yeah. of course. No, no, no. But like if you if I if you looked up my nose, you would see the Really? Yeah. 
that's fascinating right yeah i can kind of see why it yeah it goes over okay anyway. so um the theme of this podcast is our bodies are disintegrating yeah <laughs> we, i think we were supposed to talk about something else but it's too late no um we kind of said we were going to talk about our favorite things yeah because we felt like we wanted to come back and be and say this is what we like this is what brings some joy maybe mm -hmm. uh, to our lives jen mm -hmm. what what why don't you start us off tell us what you got going on well book related what i really like is looking at deal announcements for people who are selling their books and seeing lots of like um bipoc racialized authors getting sweet book deals and that makes me really really happy yeah that's seeing really good. i mean there's lots of people there's like eddie budel tan and Shalene knight and eternity martis and john marcus Sen. by the way have i lost out on some of those books possibly <laughs> as a as an acquisitions <laughs> editor i cannot tell you which ones i probably could but i'm not going to um and do i feel a bit butthurt about that possibly but what i always say is that like it doesn't matter if it's me publishing it what matters is that they get the right deal for them and that the book is going to be out there so that i can still read it as like a fan and yeah, a reader absolutely. um so um that makes me really happy like i see these deals and i'm like fucking good for you yeah that's really good because some of these deals are things like you know when i started out these deals were only being like given to you know straight white dudes yep. for the most part yep. so this is like some of the loveliest things that i've seen i love seeing that little square on my instagram deal announcement and I'm like, yeah, yeah, you did. Did I lose out on this book in a, in a competition? Sure did. <laughs> However. <laughs> However. I like when Rosie licks my ankle. She really likes your ankles. Yeah, she does. Yeah, they're great. They're good ankles. You know what? They're delicious. I okay, know. what about you? Hi what Rosie. do you like? Okay. I was thinking kind of overall about just the idea of I really associate summer with reading for a good time. And not reading because I have commitments to a particular book and how great that feels. Because like you, I follow all these people, I see their deals or I see their books come out and then I'm like, oh my God, I finally am going to get to read this because I don't have commitment to, for other reasons, yeah. you know, to read something. And so right now I'm just coming to that place where I'm almost done with a, a variety of different commitment readings for like the first part of the year. And I'm just like, oh my God, I can't wait to pick up so many books. Like, I know Poetry Month is in April, but... Summer's a great time for poetry. Summer is a great time for poetry. Like Brandy Bird's first collection. Yeah. Their, their first book is just coming out all in flesh. I'm literally probably going to go buy Iron Dog books on my way home and hopefully be able to get a copy. Like, I cannot wait. So yeah. that feeling of excitement of being able to get a book and just read it immediately because you don't have anything else going. Like, just – and not that I hate having commitment reading, but there's just a whole other level of being able to just take a book that you really want to get into. And just read and it. And just read it. And then just read it and devour it and really yes. live with it for yes. a while. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yes, yes, yes. That's such a wonderful feeling. It's the best feeling. It makes me so happy. Yeah. I love riding that high. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of the things that I put on my list are like riding a high. Yeah. Well, okay. You know what this leads me to? Because um, I did read a book for fun recently and I loved it so much. And it's uh, Chrysalis by Anuja Vergesi, oh, which I was. I can't wait. Published by Nancy, 
and I could not put that fucking book down. I hope Anuja's listening. Hi, Anuja. Uh, I um I really like short stories in general, but it's 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 kind of difficult sometimes for me to find a short story collection that holds my attention for every single one of those stories. And she really did that. Like I, she puts like um, racialized women at the center of every story. They have a lot of space just to be complicated and messy. And it's also very, very funny. It's super, super clever. There's lots of like spec or like fantasy elements to it, but like not in a way that like irritates me. <laughs> it's not like it's not like you know Game of Thrones or something. Um, and then or like weird ass elves. It's like it's like stuff that I shouldn't say that. If you're writing about elves, it's fine. Just like. It's just, you know, I just don't like elves. But it's such a beautiful Listen, book. Jen hates elves, everybody, okay? I hate elves. It's just, it's just, it's just, I'm engaging in elvish slander. <laughs> elvish <laughs> slander. <laughs> Keebler elves, stay away from me. Um, yeah, but. Wait, I feel like it's okay if elves are making cookies. Yeah, but I don't want them secretly fixing my shoes. That is really intimately weird. No, I mean, I do only want them <laughs> to be making cookies. <laughs> In no other instance. Make cookies, let me eat them. Yeah, great. Don't fix my shoes. I don't want you with your little elvish fingers touching things that my feet touch. <laughs> it's gross. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I'm totally going to write a story now featuring elves that fix shoes and how gross that is. Um, uh, Rosie's going to bark. Just I'm warning everybody. She's thinking about it. Row, row. Okay, thanks, Rosie. Um, anyway, Rosie. I love this book. So what the thing that I was going to say is what I love is I love reading books that I actually really love instead of things that I have to read for work, which I sometimes also really love, often yeah. really love, but a lot of times not. So No, I mean, I think we're on the same page here. There's just something when reading is part of your job, your career, what you do, it takes on an extra special feeling when you get to experience that level of enjoyment. Yeah. 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 And it's like, and you know what, I'm thinking about what you were saying, you just really want to ride that high. The thing about reading a book that you just want to read for fun, you can ride that high over and over and over Absolutely. again. Absolutely. There is no lack, you know? Rosie's just come back from barking and looking at Dina like, did you see how I protected us all? Yeah, you did a great <laughs> job, Rosie. Really respect um, what you're doing. You're doing great. Um, okay. I have a writing-related thing Okay. that I love because I've been thinking a lot about I'm kind of in the process of finishing a project, a couple projects, and when you're in that space and you're just like, okay, well, I don't know what's going to be next or what's going to happen. And then you get a weird idea in the shower or when you're doing some other task. And then you got to try and figure out how you're going to figure it, like write it down or remember it or whatever. Honestly, another high, another little rush. Like, I'd love just the idea of, like, okay, wait, is this going to go somewhere? Is this not? And then I write myself a weird note. And if you're in the shower, you really got to figure this out. <laughs> you're like, do I jump out? Do I grab my phone and risk destroying it to write, like, a weird note to myself? But I just love when your brain starts to work and it's like, listen, what if you thought about gross elves fixing shoes secretly? <laughs> um <laughs> Or whatever the idea is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that that feeling. It's a real thrill. It, it like it's like your brain is sparkling for a minute. Yeah, like little pops are going on. So this is like also related because we have the same 
spring. But like I'm very always um, really happy when you have a problem in the thing that you're writing and um, and you're like, again, like either in the shower or uh, usually it happens when I'm just falling asleep for a nap because I nap every day for 15 minutes, highly recommend, um, that you the solution comes to you. And it's often when the solution, you know it's the right solution because it's simple, that it works and it's functional, which it doesn't sound like super inspirational, but those little like cogs and wheels that you put into your story or your book or whatever, um, that fix everything in the most elegant, simple way, that makes me so, so happy. Like I can't, like it's so good. And like I'm, I like I'm in revisions for a novel right now and there were a bunch of things that I came up with and I'm like, I am a fucking genius. Jen, I literally have this too. I was like, I feel like we can all complain about revision, especially when it's really hard, when it's really rough. When and it often is. Yeah. And it like, it's so easy to complain about it. Yeah. It's so easy to hate it, to be in a moment where you hate what you're working on and hate it and just be cranky about it. Because often you're right. It feels like it feels like you're pulling out your own fingernails with a rusty pair of pliers. <laughs> you're like, why did I consent to do this to myself? But when it hits, like that feeling is so incredible. And then also, I think every time it, it does hit in some way, you might not use the same technique with every project, but you get a bit of a new tool. And you can mm. at least test it out in other instances. So I do think even though every project is different, over time you kind of slowly build that stuff as like a, I don't know, like a craft tool in your brain that you can hopefully use to solve other problems in the future. I think, yeah, and I think like it's something, you know, I think with um, authors who maybe are a little bit emerging that like I always try to say to them like the sometimes the simplest solution is in fact the best thing. If you can just delete it, delete it. Listen, <laughs> I just went through this with one of the things that I'm working on. I'm I'm working on this long poem, and there were so many things that I was going through, and I was like, why did I, why did I even think this was important? Like, I now recognize that it is not. Mm -hmm. It's like getting rid of a piece of clothing that doesn't fit you anymore. Just get rid of it. It's not. It's you not don't need it. It's not giving anything to your life. Exactly. Or your work or whatever. Like, it's just get, ditch it. I mean. Feels good to chop stuff. It does. I love chopping stuff, including hair. Chop, it, chop, chop. Just, just get rid of it. It's chop, okay. Chop, chop. It's okay. Yeah. Um, so one thing that I really love is not traveling for work. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did just tell that very long story about going to Kingston. But, like, it's, it's that um, what I actually really love is when people make accommodations for accessibility events um which is not to say that we want to do everything on zoom i know that's not possible i also know it's not that much fun for some people um and in person is great and i don't really mind air travel if it's not taxing but i do wish people would remember this is a very big country it takes fucking forever to get anywhere um and that like uh promoting a book should never really come at the cost of people's lives or health or whatever um so and also air travel Hey, it's very bad for the earth. It's not, it's not the best. Yeah. No, it's very bad. So uh, all I'm saying is um, that I really appreciate when organizers make accommodations um, for no travel or for accessibility or in any other way that they can. Um, like letting you bring your kid if you have to bring a kid. Letting you, you know, zoom in, whatever. Whatever it is, it has to be. And um, that 
makes my heart sink. See, I feel like a thing I love is traveling for work, but it's mostly because I just like any escape from regular life. <laughs> so, like, I, yeah, hopefully, teaser, uh, Daniel and I will be going on a book tour in the spring. And so, like, we're going to plan some fun stuff. So people Yeah, it's more fun if you're with someone Exactly, fun. and this is what I'm saying. I think if you are a person who doesn't want to travel or you're concerned about it find yourself a tour buddy make yourself like see who else has a book coming out like i think it's and just even for events in general like find other people that you can work with for your launch anything like that it's gonna it's gonna make you feel better to have other people supporting you yeah and might I suggest the other person should be also an author or a writer of some kind because I have done it with my kid and it didn't go that well. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that maybe that's not the best option. But yes, like I think it's more about just actually having someone to share some of the work with and not necessarily just a person to physically be there, but someone who is going to be a part of the yes, experience. going to like engage in things with you and like, so uh, just a real quick example. I was at the fold. I took my kid with me, uh, who at that time was 12 and a half. And then um, we were at like this author table and all the authors were talking about like words that you can never spell correctly, even though you've tried to spell it correctly five million times. And my kid literally made a huge snorty snorty noise and pretended to fall asleep because the conversation was boring to gotta him. be honest, that's great comedy. Uh, okay, a couple of the authors laughed. A couple of them thought, it, I think, were a little irritated with it, but I was so mad at him and i'm like i brought you on this trip i told you it's a work trip you're not allowed to like embarrass me 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 me, me. anyway it was bad but that's all i'm saying i didn't appreciate that so bring no, someone no i mean i understand why you would appreciate it absolutely but bring someone who won't do that or if you like it bring someone who will <laughs> and you know and it's it's different to be a part of a festival than it is to plan your own events than to be and like I oh think, yeah you have more control yeah like i think for the most part i think I think on this tour, whatever we do, I think a lot of it is going to be planned by the two of us so we can connect with other people in the cities we go to That'll be fun. and have other people read with us or be a part of uh, the launches or the events that we do. Oh and so gosh. that's a whole other way of kind of looking at book promotion. Um, and again, you know, because I'm someone who organizes events here, so I'm always looking to see, like, are people touring – who's going to be near us to who can participate in events that we have going on here. How can I support other people? And I, I hope that happens in the reverse and people are like, Oh, how can we like be a part of whatever? Oh, you should go to Edmonton. Cause there's so many cool writers. Oh, in we're Edmonton. definitely going to Edmonton. Yeah. 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 Oh. We will. We will for sure. That'll be so fun. Yeah. So it's going to be really fun. Yeah. Spring 2024. Yeah. Two poetry books coming your way you're getting two for one dina and daniel you're getting the dina and daniel the double d experience which actually i quite miss because like i think when i first met you guys it was the double d experience yeah and so it, it was that way for a long time so the double d experience <laughs> is coming back to uh hopefully a city near you but at the very least a bookstore near you i mean it's gonna be great yeah look out for it i look out for it yeah that's yeah. uh that's your that's your teaser. I mean, I hope you. I hope people still care. You know, I think people still care. I think like <laughs> okay, well, this is the other. This is the thing that I love though. But when I was like traveling for Superfan, people came out 
Like, it wasn't like nobody came out. Like, and, and I was really happy to see that because, like, it's not like I traveled for book promotion in forever in a day, right? right like, right, probably right. since, like, 2017, really. And so, like, when I was out and doing stuff, I'm like, maybe no one cares anymore. Maybe nobody wants to go to stuff. But people came. And Amazing. I was like, wow, thanks, guys. <laughs> like, I, it just, it yeah. so that's, like, a really lovely thing. Like, that kind of, like, support. And, oh like, I love it. When we, uh, like, in Toronto, especially when I launched Superfan in Toronto, I'm like, what if no one comes, right? And it was, like, at an Indigo. Like, you know, it's, you don't, you never know, right? You never know. You never know. And then, like, we were full. There were people, like, standing room only. And I'm like, well, that's lovely. So no, it's great. People will come out. People yeah. still do care. And I mean, same thing. Like when people have a book launch or a book comes out, I am always excited to just tell people about the book, tell people about the event, go to whatever I can go to. Like, I just, I want to support people. There's literally, unless you're my enemy. No, I'm just <laughs> oh, yeah. But for the most part. I'm excited for you. Yeah. I'm ready for you to be doing great stuff. I mean, am I going to be at festivals this fall with enemies? Possibly. Probably. It happens. I mean, quite definitely. It definitely happens, (laughs) yeah. But I don't care. Yeah, it's going to be fine. Yeah, it's going to be just fine. I love it. And you know what? A lot of those people are feeling bad about themselves, too. They're like, or they're just super arrogant and they can't control themselves. I mean, either way, it doesn't matter to me. Me neither. If you're my enemy, your feelings make no difference. Yeah. Like, literally, literally zero. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, I was, <laughs> I'm such an asshole. Like, I love that I can be such a jerk. On it's this, good. It's great. On this podcast. And I'm glad our Cantlet listeners uh, like to come they with love, us. On they love a jerk moment. On this journey. Okay. One thing I really love, and I've been doing a lot lately because I'm, uh, I find it really funny is if I'm on television or there's video existing of me, I love to take random screenshots while the video is playing on my phone and post ridiculous uh, facial expressions that I make on Instagram. And I've been doing it. I can't stop because it makes me laugh so hard. It is really funny. And and I think I... So, you know, uh, my partner says to me, you have, like, zero vanity about what you look like on Instagram. I'm like, I really don't have any vanity about it. I mean, I will do anything. I commit to the joke, guys. Listen, <laughs> I feel like this is one area where, again, we agree. It doesn't There's matter. very few where we disagree, but. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is, like, one area. I'm the same. If I look stupid, but you laugh, that's great. That's it. <laughs> I just want to I just want to entertain. I'm ready to make a fool of myself. I'll make a face. But then this is what comes to the point. We both have squishy noses, but this is like <laughs> I have a rubber face. I make as many faces as Jim Carrey in the course of like a conversation. And I used to hate it. Like when I used to see yeah. myself on TV or video or whatever, I used to hate it. Now I'm like, screw it. Let's just <laughs> lean into this. Let's lean into rubber face Jen Sook Fong Lee. Jen rubber face Lee. Forget it. That's what it is. And I love it. <laughs> I, l- I love it too. I think it's perfect. Okay, I mean, that is... That's my last love, by the way, for the summer. Jen's, <laughs> Jen's r- rubber face is one of my favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, okay, I think the last thing I wanted to talk about was just how much I love starting a new thing. Like, oh, like, a, like a creative endeavor? Yeah, I just okay. love it. Like, I feel I have no filters when that happens. Um... 
Like I love mess. Yeah. Like just have just get have a fun time. Yeah, just get messy. Um, but I also love if you start something and it's not just like let it go. Like if there's just something about having that a level of control where I feel like so often I have no control over stuff that happens to me or in our lives or whatever or our careers and it's like I'm just kill this doesn't matter yeah you can just kill it just kill it just kill it that the beginnings of a creative thing are like so beautiful and special it only ever like that beginning only occurs once you uh, yeah you yeah. just I like to just yeah I want to roll around in it like and I'm in a ball pit and I guarantee that ball pit has no children's urine in it Wow, that is a dream of a ball right? pit. I don't even know if it exists. It doesn't. Unless there's, there's like a private ball pit that's somewhere. That's how good. Yeah, I feel like if you rented a ball pit personally, it would have that. Would it though? Like do the people who rent it clean it? I mean, maybe you would have to clean it. Maybe if you owned your own ball pit. Okay, so when we have our compound and when it's end of days. End of days, we have a compound. We'll we're going to make pit. a ball pit. Yeah, we'll make a ball pit. Yeah. yeah. Great. Throw Rosie in there, see what happens. <laughs> she's gonna love it. She's <laughs> gonna li- she's gonna live that long. Yeah, yeah, of course. She's gonna live to be like forty five. She's gonna be very old. <laughs> she's gonna live to be like close to fifty. For oh sure. yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. She's she's pickled on the inside with resentment and spite. I mean, it is really important that she has <laughs> a lot of uh, piss and vinegar in there. Oh yeah, that's what keeps everybody alive. Yeah, you yeah. gotta have a little bit of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, and that was your last favorite thing? Yeah, my stupid Instagram screenshots of my face. Honestly, I think it's so it's so good and so funny that that. <laughs> I don't care what I look like as long as I made you laugh. Yeah, it's very. I agree. It's very important. Just like acting goofy is, and also like trying to look hot in the photo is just beyond me. I just don't. I don't have the energy for it. I've talked about this. I think many times, yeah. probably also on the podcast. But when people can look good with like a serious face i'm like how do you do that oh i don't know when i have a serious face i feel like i just look constipated i feel like i look <laughs> yeah i look like i'm holding in a sneeze i always look like i'm holding in a sneeze and i'm like i have to smile smirk something has to be going on with my face at the very least for me not to look terrible i i like trying to look genuinely just good I, I can't look she's okay Dina is posing right now and she's doing that Zoolander face <laughs> the, is it blue steel blue steel blue steel uh, I, I just like like trying to like look hot in a photo just seems like more work than I want to ever put in like it's like it, that's gotta be that's gotta be this is something I hate now but like that's gotta be like so much like effort to think about it like is the angle right is the lighting right I think there are people that genuinely are just good at it are really good at it and okay. I admire them like I can actually probably think of a lot of people that I know personally yeah, that who are always super good at it yeah and I'm like oh my god you're so hot <laughs> <laughs> like you're so good at this but I'm not that person meanwhile <laughs> rubber face Jen and meanwhile I'm like okay bubble gun Dina <laughs> I'm gonna make a slow-mo video of me wielding a bubble gun <laughs> at the public pool <laughs> and yeah but that's fine too it is fun and then the people who make the locally made swimsuit that I was wearing find the video and they're like this rules I saw that I know I love nettles tail if you have money and means and honestly if you're able to go in there it's such a great store and they have swimsuits in so many sizes oh. it's just and the comfort of these swimsuits i cannot 
as someone who owns many swimsuits and is in a swimsuit so like they a lot, don't like ride up or cut in or anything like that. Jen, I would love to take you on an excursion. Okay, it is so fun for the swimsuit for the swimming. I never do. <laughs> you just what, what if you want to sit by the pool looking cute? Okay, that's true. That's true. I can do that. And sometimes you'll dangle your legs. And what if you want to go in like a hot tub or something? I almost never want to go in a hot tub, I'm but just okay. Saying, you never know. You never know what's gonna happen. But they also have great clothes as well. Okay, we they got a go. lot of nice linens. We should go. It's, it's yeah. I they, do like. I do enjoy linen. They definitely know my name when I go in. <laughs> it's like your cheers. A lot of there's a lot of uh, local shops and watering holes where people know my name. It's nice. It's nice to have a couple of options for it's your great. own personal cheers. Yeah, it makes me happy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ugh, own personal cheers. That's all we ever want. It is all we ever want. Um. I did recently watch some episodes of Cheers. I haven't watched it in a long time. Is it, does it hold up? It, the, the, the two that I saw, or the three, that were quite good. But there was an episode where it was Fraser's birthday, and they said they were going to throw him a party, but they sent him out to get his own balloons. And then the <laughs> running gag of that was that someone kept <laughs> making him lose the balloons. Oh my God. So he would get to the door, because Cheers is down the stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they would <laughs> blow it away. <laughs> and it, it really made me laugh every time. Like, it's so silly because it's silly <laughs> yeah and who doesn't like silly and shit? he's like the most serious character so for that to also happen to him he's like finally gonna have a whimsical moment and then <laughs> they're like it really made me laugh oh yeah it was really funny i love norm norm was always my favorite oh yeah there was a really good norm episode Aww. that i watched as well yeah oh, and rhea perlman we don't talk about her enough we don't i mean we're always talking about danny devito but what about rhea perlman well i'm telling you right now Spoiler alert, if you don't want to hear spoilers about the Barbie movie, but Rhea Perlman appears in the Barbie movie. Who is she in the Barbie movie? Spoiler alert, <laughs> she plays the creator of Barbie. <gasps> anyway, it is obviously great to see Rhea Perlman. Love Rhea Perlman. Yeah. She I looks as delightful as ever. If I ever get another dog, maybe I'll name her Rhea Perlman. Oh my god, that's a great name for <laughs> I do love when a dog has two names and they are rocking the person's name. Yeah, that's just really funny. It's really funny. I mean, Rosie's just Rosie McDoggle, but that's still pretty funny. <laughs> Rhea Perlman is fun. I feel like if you had a dog named, I said her name and her tale of medium started back. She's yeah. like, are you talking about me? <laughs> um, but I feel like a dog named Rhea Perlman, Rosie would be into. Uh, maybe. She's like she's like 50-50 on dogs. Uh, and she's only like 20-80 on humans. <laughs> that's true. She likes cats more than dogs. She likes cats. She likes rabbits. And she likes rabbits, yeah. Yeah, she does. She has, this is the interesting thing about Rosie, is that she hates everything except cats and rabbits. It's very weird. What about the crows? Is she upset with them? She doesn't like the crows. Yeah, I could kind of see that sh they would be upsetting to her. She doesn't like the crows. She doesn't like birds in general. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Neither do you. No, I hate birds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that all checks out. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, Jen, do you have anything else? Your, your list is over. My list is over. Is your list over? Yeah. All right. Aren't we efficient? We're so efficient. <laughs> We're so great. Um, You're great. Our yeah. listeners, you guys are great. You guys are great. It's so nice to be back. The police are coming. <laughs> Probably for Rosie. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna fight them. I am not gonna let them take her. <laughs> I swear to God, she always listens to like, what did I do this time? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not gonna let them take you, Rosie. She's like, okay. A cab, Rosie. That's what. <laughs> It, it, there's a, like a little tag on Rosie in it. When the police come to the front door, Dina's going to grab Rosie and run out the back door. <laughs> Absolutely. Also, just so you know, I'll either be barefoot or wearing about five inch sandals. <laughs> so either way, it's going to be rough on me. 
that's gonna be rough on me her tail's still wagging she's like i know i like this plan yeah she's into it she you know what she likes aggression yeah a hundred percent yeah she's into it she likes that things are gonna get dangerous they're gonna get dirty she loves drama she loves drama she loves drama whenever there's like a dog fight in the park between dogs that she knows she has to get she's in there watching. and tells them to shut the fuck up she just yeah. has to get she has to has truly, to get right in there truly amazing yeah <laughs> oh my god oh my god i also it was gonna say that the first just to go back to the start of this conversation the first book that i got to read this summer that was my excitement book was sunsetter by curtis Lavoie, which is so good which jen edited and it's so good Isn't yeah it good it's so good do you love that cover Oh, it's incredible cover. I know, I know. And you know what? As someone who, I mean, I grew up in a different small town, and we had a different kind of festival. It wasn't cowboy-ish. But a lot of the vibes are very similar. And yeah. a lot of the drug issues are very similar. Like, you know. I worked, like, three years at the p as yeah. a teen, and all of that's very familiar. Even though it was here in Vancouver, which is a big city, not a small town, but Absolutely. all very familiar. Yeah, there was a lot of, a lot of, just interesting stuff and and the yeah. anyway and you can tell Curtis is a poet like I think honestly the Absolutely way that novel reads but it's still like gritty crime drama it's amazing he's great we love he Curtis great. we love Curtis yeah we, we love, love Curtis we love that book yeah, yeah we do yeah we do um well Jen do you know we did it again Rosie we did it Rosie we did it you're still wagging again she's thrilled she's celebrating herself <laughs> Listen, that's basically all she knows how to celebrate <laughs> is herself. <laughs> <laughs> uh so please rate review subscribe listen we will be back with guests next month with some pretty exciting guests we don't know who they're gonna be yet listen, but we know they're gonna we're be working exciting. on it <laughs> we're working on it but uh yeah we're gonna have another special summer sizzler <laughs> of an episode it's gonna be like surf and turf theme just kidding <laughs> oh yeah, why not? I don't know. You bring the surf because you like water. I'll bring the turf. Yeah. Surf and turf. But not. We should dress as surf and turf. T E R F. T U R F. Yeah, T U R F. The grass. The ground <laughs> with grass growing out of it. <gasps> we should dress like surf I mean, and turf. Uh, honestly, that would be really good. Okay. I definitely am predicting a lot of Barbie costumes this year. For Halloween? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But maybe also Oppenheimer costumes? I don't know. <laughs> I could just be topless Florence Pugh holding a copy of did The Bag of Agita. Did, did you watch it? No, I just know she does it in the movie. That's all I know, too, <laughs> is that she's, like, like reading Sanskrit while writing Killian yeah. Murphy. Uh, yeah, and they and they misquote I Am the Destroyer of Worlds. But it doesn't matter. None uh, of it matters. So that's my Halloween costume, topless Jen holding a copy of The Bag of Agita. That sounds good. <laughs> it sounds really good. I feel like I, that's sacrilegious, but it. I don't know. I think it's pretty funny yeah okay yeah okay <laughs> yeah i mean whatever i'm gonna just dress like a bomb oh we'll go together yeah yeah okay <laughs> and i'm gonna have like tiny sparklers around me that i'll light and we have to replace them every like yeah 10, 10 oh no minutes. it's gonna take like an hour to put them back in for the 30 seconds of enjoyment that people will get out of the costume i mean at some point i'll get cold and have to put on a shirt but that's okay. i mean i don't know what i'm gonna wear in addition to the sparklers. What if I just wear like a body? Yeah, like wear a nude body. Like a, like nude a stocking. Yeah, like yeah. a stocking. That'd be better because then I'll be warm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could even like put something underneath it and then put that on top so yeah. you wouldn't get cold. Yeah. Okay, that's well, it. Well, it's July and we're talking about <laughs> Halloween. Um, 
Thank you so much for listening. Jen, what a delight. You really nailed it. Me too. Yeah. Retro All right. Culture. Bye, everybody. Thank you. We love you. And uh, I don't know. I've, I've literally nothing else to say. Bye. Bye. Bye.